spoke all night. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label Full Stop Bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free streaming there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Spoken. Hi guys. And again. Spoken Label, back in the house and on Zoom tonight. I've got an international flavour with me today. And this is great because I've never actually chatted to anybody from this country today as well. She's a lovely lady. And I've been to, had a few things published on her on podcasts. So we've been speaking about this session for a couple of weeks now. So, Sophia, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are and obviously what country you come from. And, <laughs> and we've got, so you, people might guess who hear your accent. It's not exactly an English accent. So <laughs> tell them okay. what country you're from and where all your creativity started from. And we'll start okay. okay, let me start with this. Hello, everybody. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm Sofia Behal. I'm from Czech Republic. I used to live 12 years in Miami Beach. I've recorded a lot of music there. I'm a music producer as well. And I write. I write poems. Well, first started the writing basically with that, that I wrote song texts. And it's really easy for me to write a text for a song. And I've done that for about 15 years. So somebody out of a Facebook writing group in a circle, they asked me to write a poem. And I had it written within five minutes and sent it back to them. And they were so excited and everything. And I thought, okay, well, Sophia, that might be good. You're going to write some poems. And I was really nervous about publishing. I have three books on my hard drive that I haven't published yet because I'm really, there comes a little bit of pressure on a person when it comes to publishing books. First you write them, that's cool. Then you get some better reader, some better readers and everything. But then you get really nervous about everybody reading it. Oh, so yeah. what happened with the series, hashtag Wuhan, it is actually, I was a little bit pressured to release it because it was there, it was written and the pandemic is going on. So I wanted to basically help all the people that are very afraid of the pandemic or that are afraid of the unknown to help them to deal with their feelings. So I wrote the book, hashtag Wuhan, empowering poems and prosa and about feelings and such. And basically a lot of readers told me they have cried when they read the poems because they are very intense. They're very, 
I could I could read a very intense poem. I would have to find it really quick, or we can play it later on. Um, there's just 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 the the facts of it. I have a poem. It says, "All in white, I am afraid I am." So I emphasize the moment that I'm a person being sick with COVID nineteen and being in the hospital and having the fear of all the unknown. So basically, when you read the book, you go through all your fears and the unknown, and you learn a few stats about the pandemic and everything. You learn that we are searching already for vaccines, that we have something, that medicines are tested, and so on. And you learn to deal with your fear. You learn to deal with the unknown. It's basically, it's born after watching, uh, what was it? Um, Peak, peak Prosperity hmm. and Dr. Campbell with all the medical facts. And after watching all the worldwide news in four languages, I said, okay, now I can write poems about it. Yeah. What and that's what I did. Brilliant. What I've enjoyed, obviously, we're going to talk about first all about your, your debut book then, aren't we? We're, hashtag Wuhan then. Now, what I did like about it was the fact that the book's multi multilingual, isn't it? Now, am I right to think it is, it is? It is. It is multilingual. It is right now appeared in Czech, in German. It's coming up in Spanish, Portuguese, Chinese, and Japanese. Wow! So now, I'm, in, I'm kind of excited about that, and I want to see, and I hope I find better readers to to basically proofread if it can be published. Like the translator sends it to sends it to me. I speak only German, Czech, and English, and Spanish. That's more than I do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can just about do English. <laughs> That's debatable sometimes. But obviously, in relation to the book that's out at the moment, then obviously. Um, am I right? My, my obviously check is 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 limited, i.e., it doesn't exist. But is the book in? It's obviously in English and it's in Czech as well, is it? So you've done translations of each one, is it all along, haven't you? I did a poetry translation. I speak Czech fluently. I'm born in Czech Republic, but I never went to school in Czech Republic. I grew up in Germany. So I'm doing basically both versions, the Czech version with my mom and dad, because I'm really not too good in the spelling of Czech, but I can rhyme in Czech because I speak the, the, the language very fluently. I can rhyme in German as well. So what I do is I did a quick translation and then worked on the rhymes. That's okay. basically how you do poetry translations. Right. You can even put it in a translator so you just have the meaning and then look for synonyms that rhyme. Yeah, I get it completely. Yeah, it's... When I was reading the book, I was obviously I was trying to look at the fact I I need to, I should have sat down and gone for Google Translate on this book. I think I've not had a chance to be honest yet. But when I always see the books like that, I look at the try and work out the movement of the pieces. And was it quite easy? Because was the poems first wrote in English really then, and then translated into Czech, or was it the other way around? It, it was quite easy to do it, basically. I did the translations. The, fir the first half of the poems I translated by hand, and the second part of the poems I trans translated with the Google Translator just to check then. The, it's funny, right? But I wanted to check the quality, the outcome, what the difference is if I do it by hand and then work on the rhymes and on the measures and everything. I'm, I'm somebody who really likes 
proper poetry. That yeah. means the the measures must be right, the rhymes must be right. I'm not such a big fan of prosa, but I have some prosa in the book because I know people like it, and I know it was it was really hard to find rhymes and the right measures and everything concerning this COVID-19, the, the virus, the pandemic and everything. It was really hard kind of to write the poems. That's why they are short, strict, and they are, how would I call it? They are shocking. I have more than one reader telling me they basically cried. They first cried, 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 were afraid because they thought of thoughts that they never had before with the pandemic. You know, you know how the U.S. Americans are, oh, the pandemic, that's far away. It's not coming to us. And I had as well a few feedbacks from people that it was that the publication is very ahead of its time. It was published in February. That was after me watching all the private videos on Wuhan and everything. And I just, I'm really good in, in transferring myself into somebody else's shoes and then write a poem of what they might be feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long did it take to write this book then? Was it quite a quick book to write? I basically wrote for a month every day two to three poems. And 16 of those got selected for the book. I selected that. That's really, really quick and impressive writing that. Just certainly, like when I know what I'm writing, it takes me probably a week, two sometimes, to complete a poem. Because since England's been in isolation, I think I've managed probably six isolation poems, but I'm quite a slow writer. I tend to really, really measure the pieces out. I know Amanda's done, she's got a chapbook out next month, and she's done, she's done 30 poems in a month and a bit on isolation and the virus thing herself. So it obviously can be done, but, I said, but that's, that's impressive that for yourself, certainly, to go and write a book so quick as that. Now, have you always been writing poetry before that, or is it just something that's come fairly recently? I've, writing, I've been writing songs all my life. And when I think back, when I was a teenager, I was writing poems as well. Every time I was feeling something, I was basically writing something that rhymes. Right, I get you now. So I'm later, on, later on, I learned about the techniques of writing poetry and so on, and haiku and all that. And um, that's, that's about it. And if you guys actually want to publish your pandemic or coronavirus poems, you can send them to me. I'm looking for four people to publish with me in the uh, book. Obviously, and um, for people that may be interested in that, and I'm not sure my poems are what you want here, but um, okay. if, if, what, if people wanted to get involved in that, so how many poems would you be looking for from people? I'm looking for about four authors with four, one to four poems in the book. Possibly. And it has to be something for this third part. It has to be something still a little lighter, a little bit po more poetic, more, more like the empowering par part in it, enhanced. Yeah. And yeah. the fourth part then is going to be a really dark, dark poetry book, which deals about death, which deals with the epicenters, which deals with all that. So if you have any of that, some people write such dark stuff, then I'm really looking for that to publish that in my book. I'll, pu I'll put the details up, obviously, when I write the podcast, that's fine. That's in my case, I'm debating a few things at the moment, so that's very interesting. I know, obviously, I always have writers. What do they have coming next? 
writing wise. Okay. I know you've got several projects in mind at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, I have basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven projects I'm working on. Wow. And three are finished. I have a children's publication coming up. I would like to be invited to your podcast again and talk just about the children's publication. And I have a vampire double book series coming up, which is called The Last Poet. And that's going to be a book that has a vampire that writes poetry that makes him feel more like a human again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. That's excellent, Hardy. I'm always a firm believer in writing, and clearly what projects you've got in mind. As a poet, I think you can go in different directions and different styles of your work. I'm not talking about doing the forms. I'm talking about covering various contents, aren't you? So, yeah, it's a great idea because um, you wouldn't have known this before, so I'm going to tell you this now. Is in my case, I've been writing a project for about eight years now with my friend Nick, who lives, he lives in Thailand now, he does. But he lived in London around the corner from Richmond, and we every two years or so we bring out um, an anti-war book when we've been writing poems about in the concentration camps and like mm. cities when they get bombed and stuff like that so mm -hmm. and then like, i could do my own books i've wrote i've done one book with amanda which is a love book actually and i'll send you the pdf today you can see that's beautiful and then always like yeah. always like trying other projects as well so there's always scope for it certainly now, what I basically what I basically did is before I started all those projects and how they how they got born was I'm a very big fan of poetry of good quality poetry and I think I write good po good poetry but what I was actually thinking is how are we gonna get the poetry to the reader because people already don't read too many books yeah. There are not too many people keen for poetry books. So I really picked some topics where people are usually not expecting poetry, like a vampire book or a Wuhan book or a kids publication. And I worked the poetry inside of this theme or theme poetry. Not a lot of people are doing that. I have a whole bunch. I have a list of future projects of theme poetry that is coming by all kinds of different, different with uh, all kinds of different themes. But that's how I want to basically get the reader or the readers that we have back interested into poetry because I think it's a great tool and especially it, with the trend that people like to read shorter stuff. If they read some strong poetry from somebody from the 20th, 21st century, then it is something else. If they would read the long, I don't know, Shakespeare is really nice, but, you know, I wouldn't recommend Shakespeare to the every now day reader. No, it's not for everybody. Because it's just not, not interesting enough for them. No, it's not. And I think you find with language the way language has evolved in the past couple hundred years. Exactly. It's quite difficult in some ways to actually read some of the older posts like Shakespeare and stuff. Now, I can hide, I can talk about projects I'm doing at the moment for fun. I've been having some fun the past couple of weeks where I've been going back to some old poetry and basically doing my interpretation on it. And like, you, you sent over some of your pieces for me, obviously, pre and advanced, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Like, it's where I've gone along and reread and one or two classic poems for over summertime English ones and read and recorded myself and then just produced it a little bit to give it a real echo and stuff like that. 
and it's the language is the way the language sings it speaks it is very very different to what you can do nowadays so that's why your piece of really quite it's a challenging book actually your, your first book i've got in front of me here now it's a recommended book because i recommend it but it's one that it's, it's it's not an easy book and so i don't i think you'd agree with me here poetry doesn't have to be easy does it no no poetry doesn't have to be easy poetry has to be according written according to certain rules there has to be rhyme there has to be measure there has to be a, a tact of the language there's basically a melody in every sentence we write and that melody has to be reproduced from every line to the other line yes, and sure. you know it's yeah. i see a lot of work especially working with poets unplugged i see a lot of poetry i see a lot of and i read a lot of very talented people but then i look at the piece and the first two thirds are really interesting and very magnifique bravo written but then the third where basically the where's the 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 wow the bang stage of a poem then they got to open verse or something where I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you, why don't you go back, spend a week with your piece of poetry and make it right, make the sentences the same length, don't have 120 words, the other 115 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. It's fascinating. So I agree with you completely with it. Now, you have obviously touched on before and obviously, I'm going to go on to the next topic now. We've got your podcast series, poetsunplugged.com. Now, where did this come from originally? It is originally based out of the Facebook group, Poets Unplugged. And there's also a new group that we have. It's called Poetry on Facebook. And those two groups are basically... and. I guess about 10 other groups are, are the groups where I share the postings where all the poets are coming from. And Poets Unplugged is a very great tool, which is for free for all the authors and for the poets. They can use free marketing, basically. They publish their poem, which means when it's on the, po on the podcast, it doesn't doesn't account to be fully published. They can still send it as unpublished to all the real magazine publishers and so on but there just exists an audio version of it which is like a preview and then they can still go ahead and publish it that's great now because i've been you know right people already know if you look around i've been featured on this series a couple of times now i've really enjoyed it so far the podcast has been a really really good podcast certainly so now thank you very much yeah do you um for people if people want to submit something to this set series how do they do it well there's a little bit of what i try to do is a little bit i try to first of all before i start with the effect um i try to i'm i'm also a little bit educated in sound engineering because of all the music production so what i try to do is about half of the recordings i try to put some immense effect on it so we have some poems that are beautiful when the author narrates it. It's also an author narrated podcast, mm -hmm. but we like to affect depending on the 
theme of the poem, we like to affect it with an echo, with a reverb or anything else that makes it more dramatic, more of a listening experience to the people that are not poets, but that are just the normal people, normal fans that like, uh, that have nothing to do and just stumbled up on Poets Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, get you completely. No, it is, it is really, really interesting on what you're doing there because like it's when I hear the stuff it's really quite a varied uh, beast of work you've got on your podcast there and that's what I like about it where what made you what made you sometimes when you want to put music into it like and I know you've done a, there's a sculpting series on your podcast as well mm-hmm when yes where, yeah. where did the idea of those two come from when it's called this podcast well, I try to make the podcast two things. I try to make it very interesting that I already said how I do that with the effects. And I try to make it of some value. We have basically now in future coming up editing classes, classes. We are going to have poetry editing classes, which are always going to be like five to 10 minutes classes where people can learn quickly of what's going on. That's basically JC Words working with us. That is a company that does editing and and proofreading, and they are very very nice in helping us, you know, to publish episodes for our our authors and poets, so that they learn something. So I kind of want to bind the listeners also close to it, so that they have a benefit out of it too. It's nice to have a poem published or to listen to an audio poem. You can do that on YouTube as well. But the reason why you go Poets Unplugged is that you find a community that is all with the same interest. They either write or they read. Yeah, yeah. That's no, about I, it. Yeah, I agree completely. Okay, right, sorry, sorry. Okay, everybody. Next thing I want to talk about with Sophia is... Because what we've got today is it's a bit unusual this for spoken language, but I'm always prepared to try out other things, and I don't mind doing it in this case. Is usually when we have a part two of the session, the writer normally does some pieces for us live. Now, in Sophia's case, she's done it a little bit differently. I think it's because of her background in obviously mixing and the studios and stuff. Well, she's sent in three poems for us today to actually to put as a part two. Now, Sophia, do you want to tell people about these three pieces then today? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yes, I can. There's NYCD Lights. That's basically one of the poems that I was asked to write. It was supposed to be a poem about today's dark world, about how how people are connected, how the world is connected and everything. So I wrote a poem which is very strict to the point. And then I as well added an element with the New York City lights, which, which was basically implemented to get listeners interested. So I got the whole New York American crowd already interested. When they hear New York, they are excited. So it went with it. It went exactly. It fit into it. And the piece got a break when the whole poetry piece gets a New York City lights. When I talk about the lights when we are sound and connected and bound and we see New York City lights, then it breaks and it basically does the mirage of the stars and the interhumanitarian connection of people. That's so that's 
that's what basically happens in that poem. I've gotten really, really good reviews on it and writing.com and, and I think the, the room or something wanted to publish it, but then they said it was already published. And I said, well, guys, if you don't want to publish something that was already on spill words or something published, how do you want me to get with the poem to an, to an award or something like that? You have to multi-publish poems. It yeah. doesn't work the other way. Yeah, trying to convince magazines and journals all that sometimes is a difficult. Yeah, it can be very very hard indeed. Now, obviously, the second piece that you've got to, you've got with us today is weapons down. So, do you want to mm -hmm. tell me a bit about that second piece then in question? The second piece is basically a strategy of how to get the the focus from weapons and bullets to no war, no more fighting, and everything peaceful. So the poem has a piece, has a has a has has a um, spot where it says the daisy grows out of the gun's barrel better. That means every time while well, I talk about soldiers, they are soldier after soldier, one by one. Don't be holding your gun because there's a daisy that grows out of that barrel, and it will change the world. So basically, that's it. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's great. That's great. That's great. And I, great it's great. a fairy tale about guns and daisies. <laughs> <laughs> very strange mixture of guns and daisies. The fairy tale. That. Yeah, but I get you. Now, the third piece answer you've sent through to ourselves is I'm hoping I've got the title right for this office. It's taken out of hashtag Wuhan dash mm -hmm. worldwide coronavirus. Now, mm -hmm. that's quite obvious what title that piece that. What's the story behind this poem? Okay, this is basically the introduction of the entire book. That's why I made it prosa. It's oh. really not a piece that is typical for me. All the other poems in the book that are coming later are more typically my work. But I wanted to make the entry point of the book very easy to read. I wanted to everybody be on the same point so the coronavirus is here it's strong we're strong we're gonna make it that's basically the message of the poem right i understand now completely yeah makes sense for completely that's better. <laughs> okay now that's pretty well all i've got to ask you today sophia so to conclude or to finish off with if people want to find out more about you where are the best going okay now the link section, right? Okay, I have a Facebook, uh, I have a Facebook page that's facebook.com slash bunny buttons. I have a blog page where I blog a couple of times a week about books, projects and so on. That is sophistication, but sophistication written with OU at uh, .tumblr.com, a Tumblr blog it is. And um, I do have, when you Google hashtag Wuhan, you will find my book. When you Google audiobook hashtag Wuhan, you will find the audiobook that is only for $4.99 online. Perfect. Okay. And it's very, it's very, the piece, the audiobook is very different than other poetry audiobooks. It's really not just a spoken word, but it's affected. It, it wants to get that Chinese regime that is behind all that, the effects 
the echo how they used to talk when they were having their meetings and when they were having their parades and so on. And that's basically how the poems are presented as well, all the poems, as if they were read by the old regime. Makes it a little bit more dramatic, makes it a little bit more exciting to the listener. Because, I mean, that's all an audiobook is about, about the experience I have listening to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it completely. That's perfect, Sophia. Okay, that's all that I've got to ask you today. So hang <laughs> around. Been a fascinating chat today. Thank you very much for this. And everybody, don't Thank forget you very to check much out well. two of this now that follows straight through in a few seconds of Sophia's fantastic poetry. It's been a pleasure today, Sophia. Now, hang Thank around. You. I need a quick word of you off mic. Well, this is Andy N. Signing out. Stay safe, everybody. Stay sane if possible. I'll speak to you all soon. Guys. Stay safe and healthy. Bye bye. Perfect to me as well. Okay, okay, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> Spokane. New York City Lights. Written by Sophia Behar. New York City Lights. The world round or flat as ground. Interlaced anywhere, connected and bound. I see you, I stare, we, you, and I are supposed to be physical energy. I see you, a star, we, you, and I are infinite glare, New York City, I swear, connects everywhere, my tear rolls round, crystal clear is my tear. What's about synergy found? Eternally in the sound, enlightenment we found. We, you, and I is who love I. Written and narrated by Sophia Behal. Weapons down. I point at you, soldier, with my daisy. I will do it to you. I guess daily. Dear Sinister, how hard is it to see a wonder, a flower? Weapons down, I say, bloody hell, breaking the spell, prevent a catastrophe. Soldier after soldier, soldiers one by one, don't point the gun. No more pointers, soldier. Meanwhile, at another grail, I tried to point a weapon at you. The joint a giant daisy grew. Ha, again, for you. Yes, it's us solving the gun's matter. Let a daisy be the ladder. Yes, it's growing out the gun's barrel better. So let the daisies save the day. Wherever, stop never. Don't let it be. Let the daisies save lives daily. Spokane. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the poem Worldwide Corona. Narrated by Sophia Behar. Thank you and enjoy. Corona, you're a stranger. People have to unite and be strong. Corona, unknown substance. You can't have us all. It's like meeting a stranger. Corona is very strong. Let's pray to God for our chance. Humanity must be well. Corona, deafening, 
One can see ya. Corona, you are not acceptable. Corona, be ready, we are strong. Killing us all would be wrong. Humanity needs to survive well. We have greater mission. Corona, we promise we won't have ya. Corona, you are invisible danger. Corona, we, vaccines and all, will be stronger. Oh God, let's get together and pray for a chance. Corona, you are not getting us, that's all. We all unite and fight you. Spoken like